Thank you for coming, for attending this Dharma talk. Thank you for all of your help in supporting this community, both by attending, by practicing, and by financially supporting us. We need your help. Please continue if you can. This morning's Dharma talk is titled Illusion, Illusion, Unreality. Illusion listens to illusion. The illusion is listening to the illusion. Illusion is also speaking, but I think I already gave that talk. It's really difficult to do that with the chemicals we call concepts. <clears throat> and resistant to that, being fussed with. They're very solid structural, like granite concepts about things. It even says that in Tatisha's Seven Points of Mind Training, remain a child of illusion. Well, that's pretty hard to, to do. You might have to actually see what the illusion is. What the intellect does, what the mind does, what the thinking process does with that word illusion is look for something wispy. Look for something that's it's kind of fading out. It's very illusory. You can't quite see it. No, you can see this. This is the illusion I'm talking about. What I'm talking, the illusion I'm talking about is that crap that arises in the mind stream every three and a half days, or you might be on a different rotation. And it's just as so believable and intense, and it has you right by your throat from the inside. Anyone tracking me there? Extremely painful. Proves nothing other than, well, I guess it does prove the first noble truth, which the Buddha said, life is suffering. That's one of the forms is you believe that what is gripping you and you believe that what is got, has got a hold of you is real and it's substantial. And you need to what, fight back. You need to push it away or, or explain it or blame someone. So that covered the first uh, a couple of uh, the uh, poisons, aggression, push it away, get rid of it, kill it. Or the passion one combined with aggression is blame something, find some reason why that's happening. There is no reason anything is happening. This does not cause that. It can't. This can't cause it other than the illusion. Then, the, then we have the stage play that we're all trying to direct or be at the mercy of or just get a, a, a supporting role somewhere. Some people, their whole life is a supporting role. Are you one of those people? Excuse me, everybody's doing that in some way or another in the interior area or in the inner relationship that you have with all the people you uh, meet daily, interact with, sleep with, cook food for, etc. Illusion is like a rock. It's like a solid chunk of something. That's the area that is unreal. And if you think this is real and that isn't, if you divide them up and think some things are real, those other things are not so real. If you do that, you'll continue to spin going from one of those to the other or all the variations around the zodiac, all the, uh, the variations around any of those circular systems that try to point out, explain what this is, and fail. Why? You can't explain this. There's all kinds of really powerful, sophisticated, relative structures from the I Ching uh, to 
to enneagrams to astrological differentiations and and divisions polarities and even the tarot cards astonishing way of looking at what this is from the point of view of relativity but the ultimate understanding has to come with your awareness without any hookup with no with nothing you don't even have an engine let alone a bunch of box cars you don't even have you do not have anything you aren't anything there isn't anything this is empty and i'm here telling you in words uh what has been told by nagarjuna a long time ago everything is empty of what you think it is and full of what it actually is and what is that fullness one way is not separate everything everything you see every leaf every turtle every thought that arises the three and a half minutes ago after those first three or four thoughts you managed to subdue and then those ones that kind of come up over the edge like squirrels not separate from anything nothing is separate from anything else people that try to convince you otherwise or convince themselves otherwise or trying to get something you can't get anything you can't even get enlightened you can't get what you already are. This is a ridiculous circularity that goes around all over the place. But you can see it. You can you can actually be that. And what does it feel like to be the illusion that maybe has confused you for years? That you tried to push, you tried to pull. You saw that you couldn't do this, and it was because they, she did this, they did this. If they hadn't done that, then I could have done that. Unreal. Vividly, as it says in the Sadhana Mahamudra Trungpa Rinpoche's 1958 journey into his lineage through his mind stream. Vividly unreal and emptiness. What is that? Emotions, feelings that are like granite. They won't go away. That same fixation that you've had for three months, three years. And it could be on a relationship. It could be on a anything can show up as some otherness that will just totally baffle us. And we can go to professional people and to get help get help us get it sorted out. It doesn't need, need that it does not need sorting out. Stop it. Stop doing that. Stop being taken in by any of this stuff, including this. Don't listen to me, but hear what I'm saying. Don't figure out what I'm saying. Don't jump from what I'm saying into what you think this is, because you can't think what this is. You could spend the next 20 years trying to figure out what I'm saying. <clears throat> this is why I teach. When you're in a book study, this is the way I teach this way. And really brilliant people, much smarter than I am, come up and say, well, don't you think you should try to make sense to people? What does this word mean? What does that word mean? This is just, it's just irritating. <laughs> I'm just going to try to see who else is out here. Uh -huh. The likely suspects. <clears throat> yeah, I've got your numbers. Zero. Zero. Nothing adds up to anything. If you think it does, you'll fight with the world and you try to use your super intellect to figure out, conclude, uh, judge some people because they're down here, judge, uh, judge other people because they're up here. <clears throat> circular, circular, circular. If you see what it is, you won't know what it is. Awakening 
You won't know you're awake. You might know you're not a, not sleeping anymore. That's a little bit different way of saying the same thing. That's <laughs> why so in the book study, I say you have to study the material. You have to study the Diamond Sutra, the Heart Sutra, the Samdhina, Murchana Sutra, Lankavatar, and on and on and on. You have to study them, and you do not have to understand them. I could, I'm not going to name them, but I can think of several people who are not here who really stopped coming and studying because of the misunderstanding they had about studying the Dharma. They thought it was like being in college. You have to study this and understand it. So you what, pass a test. And over using the same structure that you might in a class on philosophy or biology, chemistry or whatever. And you're using the same form, same structures, forms, concepts, ideas. But there is no, you can't arrive at this. And you can't pass a test on you might be able to be able to remember the difference between uh Yogacara and Majamaka and when when one showed up in history and when the other went down and when show, one shows up in a particular culture and was promoted there, but then three or four people got together and pushed it the other way. I mean, you could go on and on with that. You could write books on it. People do, and should they? Yes, and we should study those books. You have to study what this is, so you'll know it's not that. Because if you don't study it, then you come to conclusions about it. And what does the ego want to do? It wants to know. So it can support its own little trip. <clears throat> so study and be aware of the way in which you don't understand. This is so incredibly valuable. It, it took years for me to understand that. And I, I didn't really have anybody telling me that. I don't know how I was so... Uh, Fortunate, or maybe un unfortunate would be the other word. <laughs> because if there is an, a relative understanding of something which you can get, it gives you the illusion that you're actually understanding and getting somewhere, making progress. Oh, I didn't used to understand that, but now I'm kind of getting that now. It makes makes more sense now that I've. Uh, read all of Jeffrey Hopkins' books and all of Dan Lusthaus's books and all of who else? We could go on and on there. Is that wrong? No. Study those books. Study those. I've studied a few of those. Good idea. Good idea to work with us because that's what the ego is making uh, making progress with. That's what the ego is supporting himself, herself with. Be a child of illusion. Have a willingness to just not know what this is and continue to function with as much CCC, communicate, cooperate, collaborate with others as you can, including people who are not practitioners. People that don't, they don't have not even run into this, that there's a possibility of doing something besides figuring things out. Who's right? Who's wrong? How's, what's the right way to do this? How many times do you say that to yourself? Is this right? Is this wrong? Should I or should? If you say should I or shouldn't I, that's that's the way of the ego mind, the self-centered mind, that part that in the yoga Yogacara tradition called the seventh consciousness, that which grasps at itself and will not let go. And anything that happens, it relates it to somebody who doesn't like that or somebody who is terrified by that, somebody who is threatened, somebody who is gains for Oh, this is all about me. Yeah, I, I understand that. Now, it's making much more sense to me now. Circle, circle, circle. Wrong? Not really, right? Not really. But circles 
You'll be you'll be back, not you, this person, not this person, but the consciousness that is showing up and the illusion of the this particular person or this. This is an illusion. This is an illusion. If you realize it, you can actually relax and enjoy your life. I mean, you actually can enjoy the, the pain and the suffering. Didn't I say uh, pain and pleasure? I guess I didn't. Did I said pain and suffering because that might be what it feels like to you. You might say. Okay, pain and pleasure are, are, are like ornaments, which is pleasant to wear, which it says in the side. Of the, you know, where's this? Where's the pleasure part? All I'm getting is all this stuff, sharp needles, abrasiveness, pain, suffering, depression, hurt. It's painful. We want to fix it. We want somebody to fix us, help us. You are not broken. You're not broken. You're also not whole. Don't buy into, into any of that. I, I even say it this way. Don't listen to what I'm saying. Don't believe what I'm saying. Don't disbelieve what I'm saying. Don't, 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 don't. Via negativa has been taught from beginning of time, not only in the Buddhist tradition, but in other ones, in the Upanishads. Neti, neti, neti. Not this, not this, not this, not this. <clears throat> Same teaching. Different robes. Illusion listens. Illusion listens to illusion. She hears it vividly and knows it's unreal. Even if it's threatening her children, we have to know that. Because if you don't know that, then you're the one who is threatening the children. Threatening your own children by buying into some kind of bullshit about somebody who's doing that. This is an, an illusion. And it starts right as soon as you get out of bed in the morning and look in the mirror. You're looking at something that is fundamentally unreal. And if you don't get an understanding of that, not control it. That's a misunderstanding, a big one. I love to have questions about that. Come and get me as I've been saying for about 15 years now. Come and get me. If you think you're so smart, you see that this is, person is not smart at all. That's not false. What is that word? Humility? Don't kill your children. If you are battling with your thoughts, you, you, you are practicing on doing that, on taking something that you don't like away. If thoughts arise in your mind, they have a right to be there. They're dependently arisen. They do not belong to a self. They do not belong to an other. They are homeless. They're orphans. That doesn't mean you believe them. Another way of teaching this uh, in uh, Tibetan tradition is feed your demons. That might be necessary for some people to take that approach. Get a teacher if you're going to take that approach. I thought I had some more to say about that. I don't know. That's more than 60 seconds, isn't it? Good. Is it a really good question? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> that sounds like an attorney. Yes, it's a good question. How do we understand how we don't understand? How do we understand how we don't understand? Have a willingness to just not 
understand or not figure it out? That's a very good question for someone who is in uh, the kind of profession that you're in, uh, not to mention other people who are in professions that are need a lot of, excuse me, you need a lot of say-so about the variables in there and how you handle those conceptually to work in the field that you do. Uh, but in this field, excuse me, you need to look at all of those and do nothing with them. And they will tell you, personalize it. They will tell you. The actors on the stage will tell you what needs to happen next. When this starts to happen in your mind stream, you're the illusion of the past and the future. You know about those? The two thens, 20 years ago and 20 years ahead? Those come apart because they're constructed. They're constructions, parikalpada. And if you can do that, then the ego starts to come apart too because it is held up by, by belief in the illusion. So the way you do it is have a willingness to be nobody, to fail. And you practice doing that, looking at the wall. Get up off the wall, you go and participate with others, and you notice uh, interacting with others how much you want credit for this. Excuse me. Or Andy Valley, so how do we investigate, or maybe that's the wrong word, how do we investigate not understanding and what that looks like? Just, just do you ever feel like you don't understand? Oh, yes. really? Are we yes. dealing with that kind of where you understand everything? I feel like I'm always trying to understand everything. Oh, stop it. I mean, that's a very direct response. But how you do that, coming back to that, is watch how you grasp. Watch how you're, don't, you don't have to stop that. When I say stop it, I know you can't do it. I can't do it. Because the ego is is unreal. It does not have to be gotten rid of. The ego that showed up here when, when this person was born, still here. It's still powerful. And that that ego helps me teach because it's, it knows it's nobody. Therefore, it has all kinds of wherewithal to push, pull, shut down, and I'll do it. If it's to help you, if it's necessary, I will knock your head off. Maybe not with my hand, but maybe with my hand. <laughs> I will whack you up. When I say this, what I'm trying to convey to you is that that's uh, that passion, aggression, and ignorance. This has been taught in other traditions. Can can be uh, the word there doesn't act exactly work because it's not exactly transmutation. Because that sounds like somebody took something like a alchemist or something and created something else. No, they just understood the very nature of energy, and they are that energy. It doesn't you don't use energy anymore. You're at the mercy of everything. You no longer will make a choice about anything. If you're still making choices, either or, you know, we all know it. Should I or should I? Well, should I? And if you ask some people, they're because they like to be right and like to be in control, they're more than willing to say, you know, Andy, what you really need to do is get a job. But you already got a job. So, but you should get another job. You shouldn't do this kind of work. Or you should, you should, you should. Am I getting through to you at all? Mm -hmm. What do I say to you? I feel a little confused. Well, then I must have gotten through to you. That's it. Just the confusion is confusion is awakening, but it just doesn't look like it. It tastes terrible. It smells terrible. It doesn't feel right. And we want to stop that. We want to put some kind of condiments on that to make make it so we can take that medicine. It's just in your mind stream. You can do this. Spend a lot of time facing a wall. Spend a lot of time 
relating to the teacher, not just talking physically to the teacher, but the, the teacher in you. You have, to, you have to meet that teacher. You need to meet this teacher first, not necessarily this old man. It might be some other teacher so that you can actually see that everything is teaching all the time. You feel like you're being scolded? Okay. Oh, maybe not. Uh, there's too many hands going up. When do you guys pick somebody? Okay. He just picked you. But that doesn't mean you're being ignored. Yes. Since you bowing, I frequently look to others yes. for direction or yeah. for identity. Yes. Um do I need to stop that? Just be aware of it. If you're if you're aware. If you're trying, you might have to try to stop it so you, so that the awareness about uh, the area you do have a little bit of say so about, and the area where you absolutely are at the mercy of it's like being at the mercy of of of, of, of the wind, and you're a leaf. Like a leaf doesn't decide. Let's see, I'm going to ride this current. Now, a fish can do some of that, and a bird can do some of that, but a, a leaf is really that's closer to uh, uh, consciousness, awareness only. It doesn't have any wings. Did you follow me? What did I say? I can't remember. Neither can I. I can't remember either. That's how it's done. How is confusion awakening? It's not separate from it, because in order to awaken, you have to look at the confusion. And if you begin to look at the confusion, you eventually will see that that which is looking is an illusion. And that which is looking at is an illusion, not separate. Also not together. Don't bullshit yourself. It's also not the same. And we are not all one. No, everyone here, when you go to bed at night, just when you're getting ready to fall off to sleep, you are everything. You are everything. You are this universe. You are, you're, it isn't anything that you aren't. And it's not a fancy whoop de doo feeling of success. It could be feeling more like uh, being a prisoner of the truth. Yes, sir. <clears throat> How does the unreality look when you're with us in the illusion? It looks unreal. But, but it looks like you believe it. So in order to help you, I can't just do like I'm doing now in a Dharma talk. I can do more of this. But if I meet any one of you individually, I am the illusion that I'm looking at. I am you. It's not some kind of oh, I'm all we're all one, and I'm you, and you need me to bail you out of whatever. It's not that. It's just that I am that. So therefore, if you're helpless, I'm helpless. But it's very temporary. I'm with you, so otherwise I can't help you if I separate myself out as a as a like more enlightened than you. I'm I'm the Dharma teacher, and you're the the student who's trying to learn, and you, I've been practicing for decades, and you've only been practicing for what one decade. So therefore, no, I have to, I have to lose. Uh, if, if there's any credential I have, when we say we go into into the hojo to have a dokusan or an interview, I have to be completely a loser to use relative terms that are hard to step into. But it's not actually a loser. It's just there isn't anyone there. 
There never, there isn't anyone anywhere. There is no solid self anywhere. Suffering is dependently risen, and it's it, and if you see it, and if if you understand what it is, it's self-existing. It just has its own uh, parts <laughs> playground, and there's no promotion going on. You of all people should be tracking me. Are you? A little bit. Well, but tell us about it. I have another question. That's a sneaky way to get out of time. <laughs> I have another question. Uh, Andy, can you help me? No. Okay. Simon, can you help me? Whether or not I can, no. <laughs> I guess we're back to the, to the topic block. Go ahead. Do you mind? Is there any quality of protection to illusion? Yes. Uh, the the uh, to believe in the illusion this protects you this protects the 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 the, the, uh, the primary illusion which is believing that there is that this we have all this look look this this is unreal but we we think we think we are somebody and this is why we're so terrified of death and we keep uh, instead of just being uh, just see how much we ignore the the attachment of the consciousnesses to a body mind complex a human being. You have to realize you have to realize that you're not really even a human. You have no particularity happening at all, other than anything you see, that's you. Anything you feel, that's 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 it. That's that's the identity, the actual identity. It is that, but it's still an illusion. It's just that everything is you, everything is the illusion. And it's both terrifying if there's a shred of self-centeredness there, self-consciousness there, still can be very terrifying. But you can do it anyway. March right into it. As Trung Paramapa J once said, you have to march right directly into disappointment. You can't step outside and, and see if you can't fix it so you don't feel quite so sad or so disappointed. No, the emotion that arises on your dinner plate, eat it, receive it, take it. More? It seems like what I want out of illusion is to feel safe, like to see that it's an illusion and then feel comfortable or something like that. Is, is that a misunderstanding? Yeah, it is. Keep looking at it. What wants to see it feel safe is not threatened. It's an illusion. You can't threaten illusions. I'm telling you, I'm saying to you, I can't guarantee anything. You can't promise anything. And I also say, don't don't believe me. Look at your own mind. You, I won't be here much longer. Some of you are going to be here for a lot longer. If the world doesn't come apart, blow up, in the meantime, spend some time looking at what you think is true and what you think is false. Look at those and see how they feed off from each other. Who you are can be threatened. It's it's better than that, and it's worse than that. It's worse than that because you could be in for a lot of difficult times. Please, just turn towards it. You don't have to run after it and prove. It's not like a, you have to be some kind of a hero. Just to live your life is heroic. If you just receive what this is, just receive it. You will not get a credential. If you get credentials, it's not, it's not the kind of heroism I'm talking about, which is just a base reality in your own mind stream, as it is, as it is, as it is, just this, as it is. You can do that. Will it suck? Probably. What else are you going to do with your life? Just fritter it away at the casino? <laughs> you don't go to the casino, do you? Yeah. 
but there's a casino in your mind. And there's a casino in everyone's mind that you're going in and you're betting on things. Look at it closely. See what you're betting on. Don't do it. Lose. Lose the war. Doesn't it say that's somewhere up there? Then I, isn't there some kind of Buddhist graffiti somewhere that says that? Lose the war. You first you have to see that it's a war. And then you can lose it. Yes, sir. Is the confusion that is awakening different from the confusion that's the warfare? The confusion that is a Awakening is that different than a confusion that's warfare? Well, it's it, there's it's differentiated when you look at it because you don't you want to stop the war, you want to be peaceful, so you want to calm down and be peaceful, which which uh, has some uh has some uh, uh gets some traction to some extent, but it's just relative, and that's taught relative bodhicitta is, is relative, help people do it. Put your own uh, interests aside and help other people more. Should we take ourselves out of situations relatively that are just continually triggering us? Probably. <clears throat> if you just keep getting bounced around, uh, you know, uh, going in circles and but you don't have to necessarily run away from it. You could politely bow out. I got other things to do. See you later. You might not bow to them, but you might just excuse yourself and leave rather than stay there and try to win or try to prove a point. Or um, when you, we cannot paraphrase you when you ask us, what did I just say? Yeah. Are you, are in those moments, are we beyond thinking? We're listening to you? I don't know yeah. where you're at. I'm just trying to help get help from you. So you tell me what I just said so I can continue. <laughs> I don't know what I said. What about you say, though, that's good or that's exactly where you need to be. Uh, it is. Confusion is good. So it is. So why is that confusion good? Is it because we're not thinking? Our cognition is not as engaged? Because the part of consciousness that does not want to be confused has been dismantled temporarily. And there's a lot of uh, ventilation uh, in there because the tendency uh, of the ego mind is to want to constrict and tighten down, come up with a conclusion, an idea, blame somebody. It's not that you're not having intense feelings or emotions or fear about something, but then to try to take that and... Uh, presume to be uh, in such a place that you can uh, find a first cause or anything. So the idea there is to is to just look at when the confusion show, shows up, just look at the confusion. And if you just look at it and you don't push it, passion or aggression, I mean, and you don't you just look at it, you don't explain or blame anything. You just look at the confusion and you don't ignore it or turn away or distract yourself into your own personal casino, whatever it may be just receive it, then you see the incredible spaciousness. You cannot have something show up without space around it. Anything that shows up is incredibly spacious. This is wisdom. They are still seem to be separate. They're still divided. And it might take you the rest of your life to see that what you're looking at is always wisdom. It's always looking into the face of the Buddha everywhere, all the time. I don't care how, what the person is saying to you or how they're threatening you. Uh, it's, it's a huge... As I've tried to use the image of a, of a, a landslide, 
it's just some, something that started centuries ago that's moving and you picked out a little spot in it and you're born and you're there and then you look around at the particles that are in the landslide and have a war with them. You don't see the what's the proverbial idea of the big picture. But if you can see clearly one thing in front of you, just one thing, one heartbeat, see that clearly, you see it's not separate from anything anywhere. You've just transcended this world and yet you still need lunch. Don't believe it, but consider it. If, if you get a little bit of inspiration to, to continue on the path from what I say, then I'm good with that. Further questions? Sir. Shokabang, what is fear when it's not supported by what caused it? Well, haven't you experienced that when you're afraid of something but not sure what it is or why it is? Okay, so what's the question about that? Shokabang, uh, it, it seems like when that happens, I'm I leave it looking for what it is still. That's how I would describe it. Just continue to look at the confusion or look at the crap or smell, smell the manure, smell the, the foul odor, the bad taste, the, and see one of the teachings in the Tibetan uh, approach is uh, one taste. If you, if you see what this is, everything just has one flavor to it, and it's not beige it's just not separate <clears throat> yes Shogabang, um the last two days that you've been in here sitting when i bow to you before i mm -hmm. uh, bow to my cushion and sit down there's a lot of fear that doesn't arise in other situations and what is that fear because I'm, I'm looking at you, and it's uncomfortable. If somebody looks at you and, uh, and knows what this is, it may, may or may not be a teacher. That's that's a different set of, uh, uh, what do they call those things that are stuck to the side of ships? Carbuncles? No. Tell me. Barnacles. That's a different set of barnacles. <laughs> Heard of Barnacle Bill the Sailor? No, we have now. <laughs> so it's fear. It's you see, I'm your teacher, you're a monk, I ordained you, and so far we still have a teacher student relationship. And when sometimes this gets difficult for people and they leave, they just they might not even tell me that I just stop hearing from them. And I don't know what might be in their mind. It might be that guy's nuts, or it might be you know, he's teaching outside of the teachings. He's uh, doing this in a different way. And I need to, I need to go back. I've had somebody tell me, I need to go back and study Theravadan. I need to hear what the Buddha actually said. No, you said, and they were polite about it somewhat. And then other people just leave. You haven't done that yet. And I highly recommend that you don't. Okay. Then what's the problem with the fear? Shukarang. Say it. Say right there. It's uncomfortable that. to receive it directly. Yes, it is. It is. Do it anyway. I feel the same way about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about it. Just to reflect on just simple-mindedly, I would have to. 
I would have to be, I, I, you know, it's not comfortable to be a mirror. Because if a mirror can't reflect itself, it can't see itself. Why? It, it doesn't exist in the conventional way. But it doesn't, you can't walk in front of a mirror and not be seen. If you do, you're a vampire. Isn't that the story? Huh? No. Come on, Sano. What do you think? Where you're me. I can't think of it. That, that is really funny. <laughs> but those that you don't know, so some of you may not, Sanho, would you describe your condition uh, that you use the material used to make that particular joke out of? Blind. Blind. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's blind. So therefore, he cannot. So how would you describe a mirror, mirror? Sano? Sano yeah. bowing. Glass and water actually sound the same. Uh, uh -huh. And so you couldn't tell the difference between a flat sheet of water in front of you versus a flat sheet of glass. It's um, pretty good. Yeah. No wonder you're an attorney. <laughs> it's very good. Very, very good. I like that. Yes, sir. Shogabang, that example is, it's very clear that there's nothing that's happening in the sense of being caused by something or someone, and yet it's still uh, being triggered. So what is the... What's the hideout or what's what's being triggered that I can't see? You're, you're looking for something. And what, what you're looking for is right in front of you. Always. It might not be at the end of your eyeballs, especially if you don't have any, but it might not be at your nostrils. It might not, might not, might not, but it's but your consciousness only. Eventually, um, and this is something that was called by Norman O. Brown back in the 1950s in a book that he wrote called Love's Body. It's called Polymorphous Perverse. And it's the, the, the sense fields that have stopped separating themselves from each other. You smell what you see. You feel what you think. You All of these are, are mixed together. They divide up and separate based on hope and fear. But if there's the hope and fear is seen through when you've seen that there is no solid receiver of any of this, it's just consciousness receiving itself. It's called non-duality. It's called illusion is listening to illusion. And she knows what it is. He knows what it is. They know what it is. And what is it? They're not separate. There is no elseness anymore. Everything is empty of other. This is a simple, simple way of addressing this. But it sure looks like it, doesn't it? The intensity of this is the illusion. Not when you see incense smoke that, that it's more like that. No, it's a solid Look at it. Receive it. Don't add anything to it. No interpretation, no condiments. This doesn't mean that you wouldn't take a, a sutra like we do with, uh, or teaching like a Dogen's uh, texts <laughs> and look at several tra uh, translations and possibly even go in and try to come up with our own uh, translation of that, especially if you've studied the language, Chinese or Japanese. To, to, so there's no, we're not saying you shouldn't do that. It's just that don't hang your hat on anything. In other words, don't conclude that I, this is uh, for some kind of safety net around something that isn't even isn't even in danger. 
thinking that it's in danger is the is the structure and one of the methodology uh, a methodology of ego of self-centeredness to protect itself from the imaginary and it will keep concocting uh, demons to run from or fight or ignore more are fear and threat different fear and threat say nothing is threatened no so if if you didn't feel threatened and be unlikely there would be any fear there I mean, we might be able to talk about it a different way and and I would have to retract what I just said but it seems that way uh the the illusion is that there is somebody that's where the threat is coming from is that is the illusion that there's something that is threatening and someone is threatened the basic duality of self and other subjective objective that that when that is seen through then it doesn't matter what happens then fear can come up in that consciousness because consciousness always finds its own form and that was a that was one of the tenets that showed up when this uh, monastery started to come together as a as a monastery order of immediate light nothing happens that's a profound teaching by the 16th karmapa Rang Jung Rikpi Dorje in 1981 when he passed into the next realm, whatever that is. Nothing happens. But the occurrence, yeah, the illusion of occurrence is insistent, isn't it? It's everywhere. I mean, you can't hardly brush your teeth without believing that somebody's brushing your teeth. Anybody ever brush somebody else's teeth? Yeah. All of you are were nurses. No, but you just realized that you were somebody else. Help me here, Andy. <laughs> I think they just like brushing other people's teeth. Huh? I think they just like brushing other people's teeth. Some people have odd propensities. <laughs> is there, is there, are there more? Yes. Yoko Bowing. Yeah, we'll go with on YouTube. Uh, Zeb has a question. Yes. When you are with us in our confusion, are you acting as a mirror? Um, uh, not consciously. I mean, I'm not deliberately trying to be mirror-like. The only only thing that could come close to de deliberation is a vow that I received, which is to be with all things, save all beings. Once I started to see what that meant. Then I don't know. Maybe do I look pretty shiny to you? Am I ever mirror like to you? Say it. I don't know. Well, then ask that. <laughs> Zeb's the mirror. <laughs> yes. Yoko Bowing, another question, and this one's from Tom McCauley. Can awareness use the ego as a tool to accomplish things in the relative world? I think I follow what you're saying. Probably. The ego doesn't disappear. The ego, self-centered part of the mind, could still come up situationally all over the place. And you, to people, you could look just as self-centered as anyone else. But you wouldn't be because your, your view, your vision of everything is way beyond most uh, of the people who are outside uh, mowing their lawn in October. It's just beyond that. 
beyond, I, I don't know how else to say it other than you're not limited by your thought patterns. So therefore, you don't have to get rid of thoughts. You don't have to stop thinking like it's sometimes thought. Thoughts without a thinker. I would say thoughts with a thinker, thoughts with anything. It's all unreal. But that doesn't mean that we that we don't pay attention. We need to pay attention to it because people are suffering deeply. And they, they're believing in their thoughts to the extent they'll even take other people's lives and torture people in order to get rid of their own suffering. Uh, it's all over the news. Not just individuals shooting children. Like what kind of suffering has happened that someone would <laughs> take up that? I can tell you, it's the same kind of suffering you're dealing with, not separate from anyone. And yet, what do we do with those people? We lock them up, we punish them, we put them in boxes. And we all have had some experience of what of being around somebody who's been locked up for many, many, many years. Did not help them. It's not the Michigan Department of Corrections is uh, uh, lying and not correcting anything, let alone healing anything, fixing anything. Painful stuff. Yes, sir. No bowing. Zeb said he responded to you and said very shiny. Oh, okay. Thanks, Zeb. Yeah. Uh, Paushan. Um, bowing. Um, about two years ago, I asked you, what am I afraid of? Yeah. And you answered oblivion. Uh, at the same time, I'm constantly producing to create something that's worthwhile mm -hmm. um, to kind of justify my own existence. Okay. So how do I look at um, that fear of oblivion um, and include that um, need for production. Keep, um, keep producing. Keep do do. You know, you're, aren't you making bows and arrows and, all the time? All the time. <laughs> so just keep doing that. Let other people shoot them. No, just keep, keep producing. It's about awareness. It's not about accomplishing some kind of egoless state where you're no longer this or that, living up to some kind of description of egolessness. There is no description of egolessness that is accurate. In the sense that of saying, "Well, this fits everyone." It's it's so different with each person. You have. that's why it's your own path. You have to find, as the Buddha said, "Work out your salvation with diligence." When he before he passed, or something to that effect. See see what it is, Michael. Like about how do we know the difference between a need and a want? So I, I think they they change uh, disguises every now and then. So I think it's just a matter of practicing a lot and, and watching that thing. It's a good question. Um, I would say from this position as a teacher, uh, I don't need anything. I really don't need anything. I can say that without particularly feeling like I'm lying or I'm deceiving you or anything. I don't need anything. But I want a whole bunch of stuff. How much stuff have you got? <laughs> I've lost it all. Huh? I've lost it all. We lost it all. Well, let's go looking for it. So I'm being a little silly, but I'm just saying, yeah, I want, I want, to, but also I'm not going to going to eat too much of what I really like because I'm I could die early or earlier. So it's a, it's a, it's a. It's a I don't, I don't think there's any kind of a standard that I could come up with or I could say this would kind of help everybody. But just look, it's a really good area to look and say, um, my, one of the ways that I try to teach that, and it doesn't mention that particularly, but it, that's what it's addressing, it's called patience. Uh, don't do anything unless you have to. 
don't do anything. If you, if you don't absolutely, absolutely have to do something, then that gives you some pause. You can stay back away from that a little bit and, and get an idea of the tension. You might run right, right in there and just gobble it all up or grasp it or, you know, or steal it for that matter. You might do any number of things. So, but it's not the correct and incorrect is, uh, is not important. What is important is to be really aware of that dynamic so that you will see, so that you won't even, you won't have that question for me because you'll see that, that maybe, you know, after all these years, you know what you need and you know what you don't need and you, you're able to function out of that. And other people might look at you and say, well, you're demanding this, you're demanding that, or, or you are uh, any number of things. Uh, get projected onto this uh, person. So further about further question. Want to fine tune it a little bit? You can. Yeah. You know. You know. Do we um, need to see the illusion before pain and pleasure alike become ornaments that are pleasant to wear? I don't know if there's particularly a sequence where you have to set that up and say, well, I, this isn't going to happen until I, until, until I see that. So I, can, can you change the question around a little bit? Maybe I can respond in a more supportive way to what you're looking at. You're not buying. How do we see that pain and pleasure? Yeah. Look, look at how, how much you're pulling at the pleasure and pushing on the pain awareness awareness because if you do that without without any addition any blaming any looking away from it to find out what caused it how you could stop it look at the off switch any of that if you can just receive those what happens is not so much that those will go away but you'll see that that consciousness which is looking at is unreal and not only that but that consciousness which is looking at the pain and pleasure uh, that consciousness also that illusion that sees that illusion also realizes that that they're not separate from each other. That the illusion of subjectivity, the illusion illusion of otherness or objectivity, not separate. And you you see it, and you're liberated, and you don't celebrate because you realize at the same time you realize that you realize you've always known that. That's that's what an ego makes use of that kind of feeling in the back of their of the mind way of talking about it is that I can't really do this myself. No, you can't. You can't do this yourself. There isn't one. You might need to fall at the feet of the teacher or not. Do something else with your life. Continue to chase after what you think is right. Figure it out yourself. Do it yourself. The only thing that helped me was my two teachers. <laughs> because I, they actually helped me see that they weren't real and are solid, and I'm not real or solid. It just took a long time and a lot of holding still and watching what appears to be motion. More? I'll stop now. Keep going. You, darling. How? How? Yes. How much? How um, much coming together? <laughs> much of the interaction with the teacher is needed for very. It's so different for every for everyone. Someone I could be uh, 
studying under someone who I've never met and just reading their books, that's possible. It's less likely unless you actually meet somebody who's alive. But I certainly started out reading the works of uh, dead teachers. And then when I ran into a live one, I got terrified. Uh-oh, I won't be able to hide out how nuts I am from this person. But that both pushed me away and magnetized me because I, because I would have arguments with myself. Well, you just read this, and then I think I have to go see this person. And I thought, oh, no, this is not going to be good. Because I could tell by reading this that this person had an understanding that was way more accurate, I guess you'd say, or had more truth to it than what I was able to come up with. So different with each person. So I had to go, go see that person. And then I wasn't when he when that person passed, then I still wasn't done. And then I had to meet Coben, who ground what was left of me into the dirt. At least that's how it felt. That took a long time there because I kept ignoring it, turning away from it. Turning away, turning away, turning away. Don't turn away. Not that you are, but you'll know more. We'll take another question or two if there are. Wondo. Wondo what does it mean when you say ground your ground what was left of you into the dirt? Well, I, I was doing pretty good until I met him. <laughs> I was feeling like I understood what Trungpa Rinpoche said. He'd been dead three years, and I still had some some understanding and was um, was uh, feeling like I don't need another teacher. I had a great Tibetan a Vajra master, a Tibetan um, Lama. It was a Totoku. Uh, if you read any of his works, which you have, we study one of his books. We study it over and over. Just cutting through spiritual materialism. And just, uh, I just felt like I, I learned enough. I knew enough. I'd been practicing for many years when I met uh, Coleman, almost 20 years. And uh, I just didn't think I needed another teacher. And he, he apparently, about it, I didn't talk to him about it because he, he died before I could, you know, uh, but I had 10 years where I could have understood that. But no, I didn't. I had too much pride, and I wasn't about to. I mean, I can see what this is. I understand emptiness, and I could talk about the five skandhas and this, the formable truth, the eightfold path, and on and on and on. I could do all that. Understood it pretty well. I had a lot of help from him. But the realization was not there. And what was there is a whole lot of uh, insane me, 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 self-centeredness about who I was and what I needed. And I couldn't quite cave into that uh, Japanese master. And then it was, but it finally started to show up many years later. So I planned to go and see him and see how much, uh, what is, what is there? What do I, what do I need to do? I probably would have fallen to his feet, but he died. Just, he died. Just a few months, I was planning to go out there and see him. He died. He's gone. But that didn't stop what he taught me. Go ahead. Wonderful. It seems like you're pointing at like a decimation of ego. 
when you say fall at the feet yes. or grind yourself into the dust. He, he, I felt that's just a way of saying how it felt to me. And of course, I ignored it. I pushed it away and I thought it didn't feel good. So I felt like I come up with all kinds of stories about it and they would rotate. Well, he didn't, doesn't look really like me. Well, the, the other one, this is outlandish. You'll all get a big laugh out of this. He thinks I'm already enlightened. So therefore, he's kind of pushing me away. But he thinks I'm enlightened already, and I don't. So, bullshit. More? Montebong, it seems as there's, it's an intensity of what has to happen to our ego or what, what, what we need to let go of. Don't have to let go of anything. See how you hang on. It'll do it all by itself. Path of grace. Your name, Ondo, is Path of Grace. You don't have to do anything. It just return to the path, which you do every day. Return, return. Return to the teaching. Return to the teacher. Return to the community over and over and over. And then you won't have to do it. It will just happen to you. Or not. May not. There's no guarantee of anything. More? Anyone on Zoom? Have a question? I didn't mean to ignore you there since there's 38 windows open. Well, I'm glad Susan left. Whew. That would have been a hard one to answer. <laughs> Anyone there? I'm going to go back to the people in the Zendo unless you somebody there uh, raises their hand or gives me one of these. Okay. Here, go ahead. It seems like illusion already has some quality of unreality to it. Yes. Is there something else you're pointing out with illusion unreality? Yeah, it's a it's it's the intensity of the this is solid. And, but yet we want to try to see that something about, you know, if we look at our thoughts, uh, we want to come up with some way of looking at it that aligns itself more closely with our conceptual understanding of illusion. Instead of seeing the very, the very solidity of the illusion, the very believability of the thoughts, the emotions. You ever had a nightmare? Unreal. But at the time you were having it, it's got you. You know, you'll run from it. You'll fight with it. you or I would too. More? Shoka. Shoka, with the fear that arises whenever I'm with you, I immediately go to, I am, you're looking at something that I am not seeing. Is that a misunderstanding? It's pretty close. As I'm looking at it. But I can't put that. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. Some people need those. I'm I'm totally supportive of any of that kind of help people how wherever they're at. Some people people are not ready to do this kind of practice. As you've noticed, it's not easy. I've been doing this for a long time, fifty years. And where am I? I'm sitting here right with you for the last what four days, all day long. Well, most of the day. So why am I doing that? There's no way you can find out why I'm doing that. Why? Why can't you find out why I'm doing it? 
There isn't anyone. There's not only no one here, there's no one over there. Anything you find comes out of an imaginary self that's unreal, and it will support itself by grasping, rejecting, and shutting down passion, aggression, and ignorance. Go ahead. Shobhan, what is the activity of trying to look for something that I think I'm missing or not seeing when that fear is arising? What? Shobhan, instead of can you explain what you just said? Oh, okay. That's why you're smiling. Okay, <laughs> okay go ahead. Instead of receiving the fear, I'm trying to look for something. I'm trying to yeah. see something. Yes. yes. Next question. How is that? What is that activity? Just avoidance. Just avoiding it and avoiding it. So what's being said is go into it, go into the avoidance, look at the, at the way you're avoiding, look at the way you hang on rather than try to get rid of, you know, trying to let go of something, trying to get in and control something. You cannot control this. Why? There isn't anybody. You can, the word I, I rarely use and, and the, but I use, and quite often when I use it, I also say I rarely use this. It's okay to do that. Because <laughs> of lack of me. I rarely say, you're just going to have to surrender. But there's no one to surrender, so therefore it doesn't work. But some kind of fundamental relaxation or or just relaxing. If you if you just relax, if you're no longer are greedy about something, you've got to get control of this no matter what, or you've got to blame him, blame her. Or shut down in this or have some kind of control stick that you you know like a video game or something just look at it receive it receive it receive it receive it right here receive it right here this is a very tender area receive it here um this up here is probably not going to work but this this can work you can feel it the the threat actually you just you just it's it's like falling in love you're it's like that it's not the same, but it's like that. It's here. Do it. You can do it. Continue to move in there. Anytime you start to protect something, uh, actually look at and see if, you, if what you're protecting is actually threatened. It can't, it can't be threatened because it is. It doesn't mean you can't lose your life, of course, but this is not you. This is an illusion. This is like this kind of illusion. Very believable. Everybody that led up to this is dead. They're all gone. Everyone's gone. We're still here. So let's see what we can do to um, realize our true nature and possibly help a few people, a few other people who are having difficulty. Yes, sir. Are we shutting down on content that we need to see? Somewhat, yes, the content. But if there's a lot of sitting, this is my understanding of it now. So a lot of sitting practice gives you a lot of practice actually watching content without comment. You heard me talk about it today. If you were in here, I don't know. I muttered a few words here and there during the last three hours of sitting. And so 
So, but it will sort itself out. It's not like um, when I say that, I'm just mean that what needs to show up in that area will show up in that area because it's dependently risen. But if there's some kind of self-centeredness sitting in the middle of that landslide that is trying to have its way, I mean, it might bruise its elbows, you know, trying to have its way, but it fundamentally won't work. It's going to going to come apart. But that which is not separate will not come apart. So in that situation, hope I'm getting close to what you're asking about. In that situation, what you need to see will no longer be blocked out by what you think you need to see. You follow that? Good. Like about so until that point, we just look at just thinking that we need to see it. Bingo. But no matter, and the issue with it that makes it so difficult is why it's necessary to have a a teacher, a teaching in a community is it, one of the three of those, maybe one, uh, maybe it'll change back and forth. Uh, usually one of those three will catch it. Usually it's the teacher, but not always. Sometimes it's just the very words in the Diamond Sutra that you need to read over and over and over again that will help you do that. Uh, all I had to do is keep keep reciting in my ear, remembering, uh, remembering what Coben said to me when I asked him a question. I remember that same one. I said it over and over to myself for years except for the time when I could stop thinking about it. Go ahead. Are the three jewels compounded? Yes. And they're compounded in any one of the three jewels at different times. So it's, it's there again, it's dependently risen. It is a, an incre- a amazing formula that puts somebody who understands and what they said about it, the teaching, and then those people who are looking at that and trying to receive that the, in this case, monks or lay ordained or just people who are here to study. Yeah. Sir. To use in mind, what is the teacher when your body returns to the elements? The teacher is always here. Hopefully you've seen, gotten, uh, uh, you use the word hope, uh, you've gotten some idea of what the teacher principle is. Uh, called it the uh, universality of the guru. Guru means in Sanskrit means teacher universality, that the teacher's everywhere. If you become a student, everything is teaching you, but you, you have to receive it as a teaching. It may be a teaching that you don't, you're not sure what that is, but as soon as you, anything that happens, as soon as you say anything about it, make any judgment, any conclusion, I'm not saying that the, if you smell smoke that you can't conclude that there's fire in the building. I'm not saying it's that kind of craziness, but anytime you take anything that's happening in your life or in your mind and add, subtract, or divide, do anything with it, then you, you may be fairly accurate in some way, but you have to receive, you have to receive whatever this is, no matter how it feels. And sometimes it's pretty damn difficult. So when this when this is gone, the teaching will still be here. Whether you're able to receive that or not, that's, I don't know. That, that will be dependent on all kinds of things that I can't necessarily track down. All I know is you're here right now, and I'm here right now. And if you function as a student, then I can function as a teacher. But I don't think of how, I, how I'm going to teach. I just have to meet you where you're at, and then uh, do you feel like I'm teaching you? I mean, that's where it comes from. I can't sit back and think, oh, I'm teaching him. Why can't he understand me? That doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I, I can't just say, can't you see I'm teaching you? Have I ever said that to you? Does that work? 
it's a, it's a good uh, dynamic. You and I have a really strong uh, teacher-student connection, without a doubt. So, but it's not easy, is it? No. Yeah. Huh? Not always. Not always. Is there a final question? Because we have to go to Lux Cafe. Yes. Kelsey Bowing. Kelsey. <clears throat> um, Shoka spoke about the moment where he bowed yeah. in the last couple of days. Um, and I've had a different experience in that moment. It yes. feels, when I look at you, I feel very yeah. wrong, wrong no, me, and connected. Me too. I do. I do. And when you, when I hear people talking about the teacher-student relationship, I often hear it as a lot of fear and discomfort. And I'm wondering it's, if I'm missing something. No, 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 no. It's totally different. Everybody just, it's just a different kind of chemistry. It's, uh, I, I endeavor to meet people where they're at and I'm pretty good at it, but I may say it because I've had, uh, ah, so, ah, it's hard to, Make words when I go and look there. I just I don't have words for it, but I, I it's because of my teachers. Both of them are uh, all of them. There's several others that I usually don't mention. His Holiness the Seventeenth Karma Father, whom I never met, is a teacher of mine. I don't need to meet him. I know who he is. I recognized him when he was born, a long time ago. So yeah, it's just so different. You have to know Shoka. I mean, and I've known him for years and years and years. He's been a monk forever, and you know, still no progress on the path. <laughs> and every time he sees me, he realizes that I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> so good, I still doesn't like me. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I see why I get about you. And that doesn't mean that you might not go through a, a passage where you. Uh, start to see that I'm looking too closely into your particular personality dynamics or something that you didn't know you were protecting. This is, you know, I'm not validating what I'm doing. You know, you, you may find another teacher, not this person, who, who would have a better connection or chemistry. I don't know. I think you have a good, I think anybody in this room might have a connection with you, without a doubt. Some a lot stronger than others, but things change. Further question about that? Nothing to fix. It's it's so unique and different for each person. Any anybody who hasn't asked a question who would like to ask? Milka, you've already asked lots of questions. Milka Bowing, uh, Martin from Latvia asks: When you point to the chest area, is that a sign that I should observe that area during meditation? Martin Bowing. Maybe. I, I don't know where else to point. I'm certainly not going to point here, nor here. The Japanese sometimes will. I'm the one who said that. Isn't it Japanese people point to their nose? Well, you know that. So I, I don't know. It's like it's not, I'm not, when I sometimes say that, I'm not talking about the heart chakra, although it could be. I'm not talking about the blood pumping. Uh, uh, organ, although it could be, it's something about this. Ramana Maharshi actually was very specific to uh, the Hindu or uh, non-dual teacher sage who lived in the, um, who passed away in 1950, 
uh, he he said that the the, the the seat of the self, in other words, the transcendent self, not the ego, but the seat of the true identity is two fingers uh, moves away from the, the the organ and is not centralized here like the chakra would be, but is is off two fingers off to one side is over here. That that always I I don't use that myself, but I I have a feeling that it's a kind of an intuitive thing uh, for each person. It may be down here. It may be it may be in your head. It's unlikely. So, I don't know. But I just think it was Martine. So I would, I would say, Martine, I would just go with your own intuition. If, if this, you're asking a question, so this is resonating with you some way. So this uh, uh, probably anywhere in this area would be your, would be a way of uh, when you're doing sitting meditation, uh, you could do that. But also the whole body, all the sense fields uh, are not separate from the heart. All, all the sense fields are, are not separate from consciousness only. And when the body, you may be surprised, but uh, but when the when when the body mind goes back into the elements, you're not going anywhere. You'll still be here. Your consciousness, you may look around and uh, see that you, you still have a body. But the other people who are have actual are actually in the illusion. Um, uh, they actually have uh, uh, real illusions, whereas yours is an illusory illusion. And it's called a, what's that called? The astral, astral body, yes. So, and, and they, and then you will go on thinking you're alive, but they won't be able to see you. It would probably be quite disconcerting. It's called a ghost. But if you're, if you're aware, if you're aware of who you are, it's like nothing will occur. You just, the body will be gone. How do I know that? I don't know. I don't claim anything. I'm not, we're going to write a book about that. But right now I'm endeavoring to respond to, uh, you, all of you who are interested, it seems, in how perception works and how consciousness works. If you have further questions about that, I can take them, but probably not now, because we have to go to, we're going to rob a bank somewhere? Was that? They're waiting oh, for us. The fundraiser? They're waiting for us. Okay, what, somebody tell us what to do next, and it, it can't be signed home. Stay in a Hi, this is Chiazan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokazan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.